1: It's Flames Nation Radio, and yet again, we're back with an emergency podcast. Uh, this is our third emergency podcast of the season by my count, yeah. uh, and it's for a good reason. So uh, let's just back things up. It's uh, We're recording this uh, Thursday over the noon hour. So here is how the day has gone. First of all, it's made official. The Nashville Predators will be hosting the 2023 NHL Awards and the 2023 NHL Entry Draft uh, for some reason, the entry traps on a Wednesday and Thursday this year. Uh, I think the idea is they want to get it out of the way so they can do tri- do, uh, the, I think we're going to have a July 1st free agency, but they haven't sent out the calendar yet. So that one. is the least important news of the four news items. Uh, news item number two, it's Brad Living's birthday. He's 53 today. Happy birthday, Brad. Uh, According to our friend, uh, Eric Francis of Sportsnet, uh, Eric uh, reports that Brad is in Texas, Austin, Texas, because one of Brad's daughters is going to, uh, is moving into school this week. So Brad on his birthday is down in hot as hell, Texas, uh, moving his daughter into school. So congratulations. That's always, it's always kind of fun. You know, I wish, I'm sure we all wish we didn't have to work on our birthdays. Brad is doing dad duty and his regular job duties on uh, on a, on a on probably what a swelter what's a sweltering Thursday for him down in Texas, but I'm told Austin's very pretty. Uh, my friend Christian spent some time in Austin growing up, and he said it's a beautiful town. So apparently, if you have t- a chance to go to Austin, Texas, take a- take the chance because apparently it's really cool. So that brings us to the hockey portion of this program. So two moves happened. One uh, one move. Uh, in particular, it might be exciting for Flames fans. So, uh, the rumor that ha- that wouldn't go away pretty much since the beginning of the summer, especially since the Flames, uh, you know, they they lost the services Johnny Gaudreau free agency, and then they made the the Jonathan Huberdeau Matthew Kachuk swap. Uh, the rumor that wouldn't go away is, man, they don't have Kachuk anymore. He's kind of a pain in the ass. Nazem Kadri seems like he'd be a good fit, and uh, the consensus amongst most hockey people would be yeah he would be a good fit don't know how that would happen though uh he probably wants too much money don't know how they're going to fit him in uh you know our, our pal pat steinberg on the site has written extensively about the possibility of the cadre of coming to the flames the flames continue with interest in Kadri. Uh, of course they'd be interested in Kadri. Kadri's really really good uh and most recently despite not being 100 percent, was a really big piece of a stanley cup championship team so but for various reasons cadre had not signed a contract somewhere. Uh, there were reports that his, his yeah. contract asks were, you know, as you'd expect a guy coming off a career year in a Stanley Cup, they, they weren't insubstantial and Colorado couldn't fit him in. And honestly, a lot of teams couldn't fit him in. And so uh, the rumor came out this morning that, ooh, you know, I believe it was Shayna Goldman, our friend at The Athletic, yeah. who, uh, who yeah, mentioned Shana. on Twitter that, hey, uh, Kadri won't be, you know, he's, 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 he's going to go somewhere. You know, so Shayna did not say where, but Shayna was the first one to have the, oh, Qatari's going somewhere thing. So uh, about what 10.30 Mountain, uh, Kevin Weeks t- tweeted one tweet with two bits of information. One, uh, Nazem Katri's going to the Calgary Flames. Two, Sean Monaghan is being traded to the Montreal Canadiens to open up space. Uh, we've gotten additional details from uh, Elliot Friedman on Twitter that uh, Nazem Kadri has signed with the Calgary Flames. It has not been officially announced yet as of this recording. Uh, reportedly, it's seven years. It's $7 million a year. If you're going, ooh, how are the Flames going to afford that? Uh, the way they afford it is uh, there's an, a yet to be, I, be- I believe the trade call hasn't happened yet. I think they've filed something with the league, but it's not, it's not announced. I don't think the trade calls happened as of this recording. Uh, Sean Monaghan, Uh, being traded to the Montreal Canadiens, apparently both, I believe uh, it's been reported in a couple different places. Eric Engels of Sportsnet, along with, uh, I believe, uh, UFA, Dean Mulberg, uh, both suspect that a first round pick is going with the, with Monahan to, to uh, Montreal, our friend Pat Steinberg noted that uh, you know it's it's a substantial, I believe I forget the term he used, and I don't want to misquote Pat because I love the way you phrase asset.
0: it. Asset. I've I've a significant I've, asset. A significant I sent asset. that tweet to a few people. It was uh, a yeah. significant asset attached to move Monahan.
1: So essentially, uh, in terms of the 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 main roster implications, uh, the Flames essentially swap out Monahan for Cadre. Uh, their, t- their cap commitment goes up by $625,000 Monahan was in, in the final year of a seven year deal with a $6.375 million cap hit. Uh, if the cadre making $7 million is the case, it probably is. That's a 625 K yeah. bump up, which isn't insubstantial, but the, for the flames, the flames, I believe before that move, we projected them to have 1.26 million in cap space, uh, checking my super beautiful spreadsheet, uh, after that move, the Flames would have about $637,000 in cap space on a 23-man roster. Here's the roster I have the Flames having and how we got to that math. Uh, Marksham, Vladar, Net, Weger, Hannafin, Shillington, Taniff, Anderson, Zadorov, and Valimaki on the blue line. Uh, Valimaki is a seven. He's the most expensive seven they can possibly have, which is why we're plugging him in, because this is the basically the worst-case scenario uh, in terms of the Flames filling out the roster. On the forward ranks, uh, let's go wing to wing: uh, Huberdeau, Mangipani, Pelche, Lucic, Kadri, Lindholm, Backlund, Rooney, Jones, Toffoli, Coleman, Dubay, Lewis, and Bishop are your forwards. So, 14 forwards, seven defensemen, two goaltenders for cap commitment of 81.863333 million dollars. So yes, yeah, uh, 637 thousand dollars in cap space. Um, I put this on Twitter. I'll put, I'll just flat out say it here. The flames are sharing a, a building with their farm team this year. Uh, and so what they did when they had a taxi squad was they played games with a cap. And by that, I mean, there's nothing illegal about it, but they waived some guys, including Shillington and basically flowed them back and forth uh, under initial rules during the regular season at all times, you must have an active roster of 20 skaters. Yeah. Uh, oh, 20 players so it's you have to have two goaltenders and you have to have at least 18 uh, skaters uh, yeah. you can have as many as 21 skaters but uh, we say 23 man roster because that's the maximum and you project for the maximum the flames probably i think given their cap situation given the roster situation and given that they share a, a minor league you know their minor league team shares a building with them i imagine they're going to use waivers to get as many players uh, waiver exempt as possible after the season starts. And then they'll just float guys back and forth on game days. Uh, So that's something they can do. It's, there's nothing against the rules. Uh, You know, you're, you know, you're, Your your per diem in the minors is a little bit less, but I mean, they're going to be sharing NHL facilities. So I think that might blunt the impact of things a bit. And they have a bunch of guys on one ways. And if you're on waivers and you get sent down to the minors, and if you're on one way, you get sent, you get paid your NHL money regardless. So it's not like anyone's going to go broke because the flames decide to get creative with the salary cap.
0: And some of the older guys have two way deals that guarantee more than the base minimum in the minors too. Like Matty Phillips, what's he got? He's guaranteed like 200,000, was it? Something like that. was listed somewhere.
1: Yeah. The, uh, you the folks. Find it on
0: Puck Media, but but yeah. like some of those guys are, they, they're making good money down there. And they don't. And like you said on um, our regular scheduled episode last night, they don't pay escrow in the minors. So. Yeah. So
1: it's. Uh, I mean, this is a bold move. Uh, we, we've see, we've yes, seen. We've seen many folks on, uh, on Twitter make comments of, you know, uh, I think our friend Sammy Hughes uh, uh, out of Toronto, Toronto's biggest Flames fan. Uh, we love you, Sammy. He posted the the meme of uh, the calling ambulance old man, and then he pulls out but the gun. "But not for That's basically Bradshaw living the summer. Um, you know, Bradshaw living. Let's be honest, has had a challenging summer. I think the Flames, in general, have had a challenging summer when you start things off thinking, hoping you can sign your two best players, and then they both decide to go elsewhere. That's a, that's a kick to the beans. Let's, there's really no way of dressing it up. If you're, if you put together a team and you believe in your players, you go, damn, well run it back with the same guy, see what happens. And two of the guys are like, eh, I'd rather go uh, try try something else. I mean, it sucks. But, but now know, they've
0: got long-term skill. They, they got,
1: they got Huberdeau signed for a million years. He signed till 2031, which nine, is a real year. Nine seasons. Uh, Kadri reportedly, seven years. Uh, the cool thing is, you know, Nazem Kadri was a guy the Flames have targeted in the past. Uh, they infamously made the non-trade in 2019. Uh, the, I believe the swap was going to be uh, I believe Steve Simmons posted this at the time, a little bit afterwards. Uh, it would have been Kadri and Connor Brown to Calgary for uh, Mark Jankowski and T.J. Brody, and yeah. at that point, you know the Flames were coming off that eighteen nineteen playoff run, and they were like they just gotten ragged all by Colorado. They just weren't good enough, and I think they wanted to add some of the stuff that Kadri brings. and Nazem Kadri, you know, our, our friend Steve Dangle over at uh, SPDN has you know ranted and raved extensively about the things that you sometimes love and hate about Nazem Kadri's game. He is the at best and at worst. Uh, Peak Kadri, he is a shit disturber in the yes. best sense of the word. And if yeah. you're if you're the Flames, and you're going. Uh, I think the I think if you're looking for skill skill for skill swap, I think uh, swapping uh, the silky finesse play of. Gaudreau for Huberdeau makes sense. I mean, Huberdeau is bigger. You mentioned it on, on our regular sketch yeah, episode. He's lankier. Guys. He sort of has a lot of versatility to him. Huberdeau, is, is, I think, is a really, really good player. You know, and I think he'll be—he's a good fit for what the Flames want to do. But if you're looking for like figuring out a way to replace the uh, the sh- let's be honest, the shit disturbedness of of Matthew Tkachuk, you know, the the tough to play against, the, the the agitator, the thing that makes other teams go nuts. Kadri might be the best player available that combines skill and size. And let's be honest, I mean, and they already this will this will sound like a really mean dismissal of of Matthew Kachuk, and I don't mean to be because I covered Kachuk for for six years. I really enjoy Kachuk as a player and as a person. Kadri's got a ring, and so the Flames managed to, you know, in this whole you know, very go round of players, they added a Stanley Cup ring. So now they had three Stanley Cup rings. Three, they have a cup and, winner from each of the last three Stanley Cups. And, and a
0: guy that scored one of the big goals, the overtime winner with a broken hand, with a
1: shattered hand. Yeah, he was, he was not 100%, but he, if, if, the idea is, if the idea is you want key players in your team to be the, the old-fashioned, jump on my back, boys, we're, we're, going, we're going to go win it. I think having Huberdeau, who's hungry to win, and Kadri, who was hungry to win and has won recently – to go with Coleman, to go to Foley, to go with any number of up and coming guys they have. Exactly. I think, I think that's huge. And we, we talked about, I mentioned this on Twitter, like last night's episode, the episode we recorded last night went up on Thursday morning was about, are the flames better and goaltending. They got lots of versatility. They have a Vesna runner up goaltender backed up by a guy who's on a league minimum deal. And has nothing but potential still. And their third stringer is the AHL goalie of the year. Blue line, they got six guys. You can basically pick names out of a hat and get decent pairings out of. And I still think they feel that you know, uh, if you look at de- down the death chart, Valimaki has got NHL upside still. Who knows if he ends up playing in the NHL this year? But I think there's still that potential. Connor Mackey was. Excellent in the American League. Dennis Gillard's been a good a- a- AHLer. He's got upside. He's played NHL games. I Nick like Malosh Willow. spent most of the year in the Amer- in the NHL last I'm year. And he he's got a little bit of that uh, that shit sturber in him. Uh, we saw him get speared in the crotch, uh, we, I'm um, sorry, groin by Markstrom last year. Uh, and then you know the, the who knows what the hell happens with Michael Stone. Ice, you know, even if sorry. even if even if Michael Stone decides to go do something else with his time, and hopefully he's managed to. You know, hopefully whatever he does, he does on his own terms. But I, I think, you know, the Flames are 10 deep in NHL caliber defensemen who can help the team. The forward group was the one I had problem, I had issues with. And I love
0: this because when was the last time Calgary had three centers that actually properly slotted one, two, three, and it wasn't an overmatch for them?
1: Oh, here's, here's my question. This okay, here's my question. Who are Cadre's wingers? Huberdeau and? Or do you split them up? Or no, I still put, no, Lindholm still has the best shot.
0: I still want Huberdeau with Lindholm. Caudry's uh, a 2C to me. Lindholm's still your number one center. Lindholm's a shutdown guy. He's the guy you put out there. You face the best guys. Do you put defensive wingers with him? Or do you put scoring wingers with him? I, I'll i have to see. Uh, but Caudry, to me, well, is a perfect 2C to bump here's, back here's and down the, the 3 Here's
1: feet. the top nine I have on paper. And you and I can get in this in a second about how you mix and match these yeah. guys. So I have Uberdo, Kadri Tafoli, Majipani, Lindholm, Coleman, Pelche, Backland, Dubey and then any number of guys below there. So uh I still I still have the mindset of I don't love Pelche being in the top nine by default. I think he's well suited for the role, but if you try him and he doesn't work, mm. then you got challenges. But, but I also think that when you have him when you're rolling him out on the third third line with those six guys trainer. ahead of him like you can I, I think the nice thing is you know, you can use, you can use, you know, right now there is one right shot center in the top nine and you can use Kadri, you can use Lindholm as the right wing and slot in and bring to Foley down. And maybe you put Dubé up the middle somewhere and use Backland as a 2C at times. Maybe, you know, I, I think the nice thing is you got four guys you're probably comfortable with working as centers, you know, three regular guys and one guy you can use in a pinch. And then, you know, wingers, I think, you know, Pani could be a top guy. Coleman, To Foley, Huberdeau. I think, I think, I think they have a lot of. I, I think that they have a lot of versatility in that group that they didn't have previously. And we talked about the defensive group. I think that this makes them a tougher team to match up against.
0: I Cadre's well, no slouch on both sides of the puck, anyways. Like he's he's been fine either way. He's uh, especially good on the power play. He's always been a good power play guy it's from Millie ice now we'll have to see because Lindholm that's Lindholm's spot on the Flames team so he could take the bumper spot down low because Kadri can take a beating and it doesn't affect him as much but so can Manj so it, we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens there um if like I, I tweeted this out earlier I said if Michael Backlund's your three C, you're doing just fine and, and if Kel-K I, I think- stapled to Backlund Kadri or Lindholm in any way my worry is kind of it gives, about that. it gives
1: him a, a, a life preserver. And the nice thing is, like, yeah. you can, I think you're comfortable using. Any of those three guys as your center is against tough opposition, and so let's like let's just say you're like okay Pelche we're gonna graduate you and see how you do. You have the ability to really shelter him, especially at home, because I think they have the ability to give him. You know, if, if Pelche needs some help, you can put him with guys who can give him some help and do the heavy lifting and allow him to sort of get some comfort. Uh, if he if he adapts really quickly. You have the ability to really throw him in there, and also, you know, we have, you know, we're we're still a lot talking about like Adam Ruzich was in the NHL last year, and he was pretty good. Mm-hmm. So potentially, maybe he forces his way into that that conversation. Well, he's so, a
0: perfect so, injury spot for any of those three guys because then, like, if Cadre goes out, you're not shy to plug back in as your two C, and then you can roll Ruz Re- as your three C. Like, yeah, like he's I'm, uh, he's a perfect injury replacement right now, and if he comes in and proves himself, he'll get more
1: ice time. Again, right. I, I I still it feels like they need one more top nine guy, like someone you can because like ideally, I think ideally, if the if the group is built properly, you don't necessarily need to use all the fourth line guys all the time. Like you should have, I think, one more guy because that way the fourth line mix I have is Lucic, Rooney, Lewis, and then maybe one of the call up guys, like I've Ben Jones and uh, and Clark Bishop as, as the guys, cause you know, Killer. they they've been in that rule role. They're fine. Uh, but, you know, maybe ideally, you know, do you want to be playing 80 some games of Lucci, Truni, Lewis, maybe, maybe is in that group, maybe Phillips, maybe someone else. Like, I mean, you know, I, I'm really curious what they end up doing, but I think it's, it's uh, pretty impressive. I mean, the the summer that true living's had and just, if bad. you, look at the, if you, if you look at the team, like uh, I, I pulled, I pulled the, 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 goals and wins above replacement uh, numbers from uh, our friends in evolving hockey. And uh, I think it's uh, if you look at the, the the guys who were were leaving uh, last year combined for 55.3 goals above replacement, 9.7 wins above replacement. That includes uh, Tyler Pitlick who the flames had for the first chunk of the season. Granted he was in the, in the negatives. So is was Monaghan, uh Carbennger, uh, Goodbranson, Kuchuk, uh, Good Branson, obviously, uh Good Branson were with the net positive players. Uh, but if you look at the other side, I mean, you know Rooney was replacement level in in uh, for the Rangers. Oh, it's a fourth liner. You, fourth liners are always. Most of the time, fourth liners are gonna be replacement level. Are the replacement level? Like, yeah, like if if, if, the the they, if they were if they were, if they were if they were better, they wouldn't be replacement level. Exactly. But, uh, you know, Weigert is a net positive, Cadre yeah, net positive, Uberdo's net positive. So he, essentially, you swapped out four net positive mm-hmm. or four net positives, or three for three rather. And then yeah. uh, you know, it's basically Rooney, Rooney for uh, replacing. Hand R- is basically a saw off.
0: Well, you could even say you replaced Richie with Rooney. Yeah, like and this is assuming this is
1: is assuming that guys who get bigger roles aren't gonna be like is is Manchapani gonna do better getting more power play time? Yeah, probably. I mean, why wouldn't he? So I
0: think he's I still think I I have managed pencil for 30 goals myself. Um like 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 I I like to keep them in tiers. I don't like to say outright numbers because I'm like I don't have a model to run and predict for me, but his skill level dictates he's a 30 goal scorer. And if he's getting top six ice time, he should get 30 goals. Now I don't think he's a point per game guy, but that's just part of the game he plays and yeah. the roughness. Like he's not a super he, he, he's, he's,
1: he's been, he was used in the shutdown role the last couple of years. So, you know, the yeah. fact yeah. that he had 30, 30 some goals getting very little power play time and getting playing a shutdown role is pretty good. So I don't know. I'm uh I'm fascinated as to what we're going to see in, in training camp, because this is this like, this is a completely different team that was a year ago by swapping yeah. out three or four guys. It's a completely different team. And I, I think, I'm not sure if, if you want to say, you know, to answer the question, we paused in the, in the regular episode, are the flames better? I would say goaltending at least a push. They might be a little bit better. But at the very least to push defense, yes, definitively they're gonna be a better team yeah. on the blue line, which probably makes the goaltending a little bit better because they're gonna see even, you know, they might be even stingier defensively than they were a year ago. And so, and and you have uh for yeah. the most part a group of guys. I mean, they're returning what? If they're if they have what? Uh off the top of my head, they got four new faces, and so that means they're returning something like 18 or 17 players who played for the flames last year. So you're getting a bunch of guys. <laughs> Who are used to Daryl Sutter hockey? You're slotting in a handful of new faces, uh, who are the only guys who really need to be integrated, and then you run, you 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 cut them loose, you know, send them. It's going to be. They can uh, mix and match
0: too. Like it does not doesn't have to be concrete one way or the other. They 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 if like you said, Cadre could play one C minutes if you ever need him to, and you could knock Lindholm down. Be interesting to see what they do after special teams or, and who, who, of these new guys who joins the special teams units. Um, yeah, we talked about the D on the other podcast. This is more about Codrian and and we, 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 I do want to say, um, I will miss you Monty. Uh, you were a, uh, you were a pinpoint of a rebuild that uh, gave a lot of young fans hope. And I I think you you got your 20 goals a year. And
1: the, the fascinating thing is, you know, the, you know, Monaghan was one of three first rounders in that 2013 draft that really kicked off the rebuild, Uh, (laughs) That worked out. (laughs) and that's the thing like the, the the you know they nailed that pick he came in and was able to be integrated into the roster right away yeah. and then that that set the table for the rebuild i mean if you if you you know if if feaster and john Weisbrod botched that pick the flame, you know the, you're you're basically starting from scratch and because they didn't, because that 11 draft got you some some decent young players, including Johnny Gaudreau, but I mean, Laurent Bassois turned into an asset, uh, Gaudreau, you know, uh, Granlin, uh Sven Bereschi got them a second rounder. I mean, they they turned a lot of stuff in that, that 2011 draft into useful pieces, but especially, you know, Monaghan comes in and he's able to play top six minutes right away. And Sean Monahan was basically the Sean Monahan we we know from like 1415 onward as soon as as soon as Goudreau got here you know like basically that one that 1415 year Goudreau arrived at the end of it but Monaghan was already Monahan before Goudreau got here and Goudreau got here and then they were off to the races and mm-hmm. Sean Monahan played a lot of good hockey, but, you know, in a lot of years, the team was pretty lean and he was, he and Gaudreau were, you know, along with Mark Giordano and then pulled to each other. Yeah. They, you know, they were three or four reasons to watch the Calgary flames uh, five 13 and 23 for a while. And then they, then they kept scaffolding onto it, but without 23 working out, you don't really have anything to scaffold onto. If you don't have the way, the way Trey living builds his teams is goaltender center and blue liners. And you can sort of you know, fill in the gaps along the wings. But if Monaghan doesn't work as your best center for as long as he did, who the hell knows who the team would be? It's a, it's a Where bit- Where they would have
0: finished or who they would have been drafting. No, so like... it's- uh... Changed everything. And, and him, he gave fans reason to cheer. He gave the kids reason to cheer. And that's the thing you want kids to have something to cheer for, because that's how you grow your fan base for the future. So,
1: yeah. And who you knows so it's and I, who I feel, good. I, I mentioned this during the playoffs. I feel a little bit bad for Sean because, you know, right as the party gets good, he's sort of shown the door. I mean, he was, he was well, a complete core shuffle. Like he, he had
0: like, uh, geo money gone, uh, Bennett Kachuk gone. Like it's a new new piece who's going to take the reins like you assume yeah. the guys with the long-term contracts
1: the, there's there's one player left from the reserve list uh from when brad Schilling arrived michael Backlund. yeah everyone else has been they, and, and they the replace ever after them coaches him again so <laughs> so that's yeah, uh we'll see what happens uh as, like i said we we're still waiting on uh the details for the sean monahan trade so uh Check out the site and uh, our socials for those details. That they come in. I assume Pat will have them very quickly once they're once they're out there. So uh, if you're not following Pat, shame on you. And yeah. make sure after Pat tweets it, you say thanks, Pat, because he always he likes you, always say thanks, Pat, because we're Favorite polite thing. around here.
0: Hundred replies, all
1: saying thank you, Pat, please. So I think that'll that'll basically do it for this emergency edition. Uh, as always, brought to you by our beautiful, wonderful, lovely friends at Montana's at. Uh, dash and at uh rupert's whiskey from eau claire distilleries the official whiskey of the calgary flames interesting day very monumental day in uh, the world of the calgary flames and i imagine ryan i imagine leslie there's probably more coming say,
0: ryan leslie did say to pat on the radio that he expects more coming and there's two free agents that i would like i would uh, no no info preemptively people what do you but think sonny milano Sonny Milano or Evan Rodriguez would be awesome. They, they yeah. could slot in the top nine. They could be that extra piece. And being they're still available this late, the money, the later it is, the less money they tend to sign for. If they move Valamaki and that 1.5, they have more than enough guys, like we talked about Gilbert, Malosh, and Mackey to fill in the bottom end. Heck, they could bring
1: back Stone again, too. Yeah. And I mean, Brad Brad, Ford, Milano or Rodriguez. If there's one thing we learned today is that Brad Schilling never stops working, even on his freaking birthday. So Even in
0: Texas like
1: <laughs> that's maybe why that may, maybe that's why his birthday is so big because even the birthdays are bigger in texas uh so i think that'll do it for this emergency edition i'm i'm ryan he's shane thanks for listening and we'll see you guys back in our regularly scheduled time slot uh next week unless something else weird and yeah. exciting happens then we might just do another one of these but have a great week everyone and we'll see you next time here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact